turn off my, my phone. Te voy a enganchar. Okay, do you hear me here? I can hear you. Oh, okay, perfect. Can you hear me? Yes, I do. Very nice. Okay. okay, how are you feeling? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, Aki. Okay. All right, so we're finally, oh my God, this is total deja vu. We have been here before. Oh, really? You felt it? You saw it? You sound a little far away. Hello, right here. Okay, it's a little better. Oh my God, Angela, I dreamt this whole thing like absolutely a thousand percent every moment the last like three minutes. Did you really? Oh my yes. God. <laughs> that's a little, that's a little powerful there. Yeah, yeah, it's a little intense. So, um, okay, let me make sure, because I'm looking at, there you go, yes, we are on, we have finally right. made it. Very good, and now I can hear you a lot better. I have my speaker on, my, my little, my internal speaker was off somehow, but I can, now oh. I can hear you. Excellent, excellent. Oh, yay, look, Magali just joined us. Hola, Magali. Hola, Magali. <laughs> Get chulo. So first of all, I want to thank you, Angela, for giving me time tonight to have a little conversation. This is going to be not super long because it took us a while to get the technical stuff going. But, um, you know, at least to, you know, get to hear from you about how things are going for you, how things are going um, with this, the whole situation with coronavirus in New York State. Mm -hmm. um, and if, you know, you can talk a little bit about, you know, what you've been seeing, what you've been experiencing from everything from like helping people with day-to-day -day things to the issues of discrimination and what kind of issues you've been seeing that people have been confronting um, over the last two, what it's been like two months now? Yeah, it's, I think 64 days, 64, 65 days since the, uh, the stay-at-home order. Wow. And, and uh, you know, if we go back to when that first started those, you know, that, especially that first week, it was critically important to take uh, the agency, the New York State Division of Human Rights, and the number one priority was, the, of course, the safety of the staff and the safety of the public. And uh, we um, worked 24-7 to get the agency in, uh, uh, in a remote capacity. So uh, first, people could still reach us and reach our critical staff, our frontline staff, uh, either via phone or um, uh, via email. They can also, you know, via fax. It's, that option is still there. Uh, but primarily, you know, to ensure that if people think that they have been discriminated against, uh, that they have, uh, that they still have a place to go, even uh, in the middle of uh, the, the stay-at-home order. And we were very successful uh, in that. And, uh, and so our investigations continue. Our one-on-one -on -one conferences uh, between uh, the investigators and the respondents and the complainants continue. And, uh, and then the cases uh, that, you know, that get to the level where now the parties uh, want to settle, 
We've also ensured that we can do um, uh, hearing conferences, uh, settlement conferences, Virtually. excuse me, settlement conferences. Um, and, uh, and so we're trying to make this as functional as possible. Uh, you know, people, people are still filing uh, and submitting uh, discrimination uh, complaints, um, the ones that we normally see. Uh, but we, we definitely have received uh, phone calls and complaints have been filed uh, around uh, uh, COVID-19 related uh, discrimination complaints. Uh, most of them are in the um, employment uh, um, sector, some public accommodation, um, and in the employment it varies. Um, uh, some of it is uh, where someone uh, was fired because uh, they uh, had COVID-19, that's, that's unlawful, um, uh, or uh, being forced to work, uh, even though they have the symptoms uh, of COVID-19. And um, unfortunately for those kinds of situations, uh, people can also file, they can file with us, but they can also file with the New York State Department of Labor. And they have mm -hmm. a, a special complaint um, uh, form for that, specifically for that, where people mm -hmm. who are ill uh, uh, with um, likely corona or diagnosed with corona and uh, are still being made to go into work. So which communities have you seen, you know, greatly impacted by this sort of discrimination? Is it something that's happening, you know, across the board or is it happening mostly in the Asian community? Um, is the Latino community really experiencing this kind of discrimination? So um, uh, we, some of the calls that have come in, uh, there was uh, one where was a woman of Asian descent um, uh, had been discriminated against in the public accommodation uh, um, context in, in a bank. Uh, and uh, and they, she wasn't served because, uh, allegedly, because of her um, uh, national origin. We have also heard of uh, also another um, uh, person uh, of Asian uh, descent, Asian American, uh, that was um, harassed by uh, their supervisor uh, and was told that they weren't going to be receiving their paycheck. Hi, Carmen, how are you? And uh, and that's also that's discriminatory. Um, when we heard about when we heard the details of that, we encouraged the person to file. A Hi, how's it going, Carmen? Good. Good. Nice All right, thank you, you, baby. Okay, let me go again. And, um, but we've received uh, other um, uh, um, COVID-19, corona-related uh, um, uh, calls uh, that aren't necessarily, um, they're more linked to being discriminated against because of the disability of, um, because it's defined as a disability, um, any illness. Um, uh, um, uh, would be defined uh, in, in that way in this context. Uh, so, so that is also, that's been varied. Oh, okay, okay. But I do wanna take a step back and talk a little bit about the New York State Division of Human Rights. It's, mm -hmm. uh, we're celebrating the 75th anniversary of the creation, not only of the New York State Human Rights Law, which is the oldest anti-discriminatory discrimination law in the country, uh, but the agency was also created in the same, uh, in the same year. And uh, we, the largest amount of discrimination complaints that we receive um, is in the employment context. Uh, the other jurisdictions, the second largest is in the housing context. 
and then public accommodation, which public accommodation is um, a, a discrimination. Uh, the public accommodation is defined as restaurants, um, uh, retail stores, uh, hospitals, parks. Um, and then we just recently uh, regained our uh, jurisdiction in uh, public education um, uh, K-12. And uh, also this past summer, uh, the sexual harassment laws that were expanded and primarily um, the one area that uh, fortunately had been, uh, had been uh, changed is that you'd now, you no longer have to show severe and pervasive sexual harassment in order to be able to have a viable claim. So that was changed along with a number of other things uh, in the law and our agency enforces uh, the, the sexual harassment laws. Um, oh, okay. And so, so it's been, so we've been seeing an uptick in those kinds of cases. Um, and, uh, and I'm very proud to say that, uh, you know, I've been there for a year, a little over a year now, and uh, we just got the statistics. And in this past year, uh, we awarded $800,000 more in monetary damages than the year before. That's uh, really great. So it's really been amazing um, uh, working with this, you know, amazing team of investigators, attorneys, prosecutors, administrative law judges, um, uh, and all the support staff uh, in, in ensuring that we are um, enforcing the law and that, uh, and that we are, are redressing and righting the wrongs that, that, that unfortunately have been, have been happening um, uh, you know, in, in many of these contexts. Sure, and, and New York State has one of the most progressive right, mm -hmm. laws and human rights laws at the state level. Mm -hmm. And how do you interplay this with uh, the New York City Human Rights Department? Because the city mm -hmm. also has uh, a sister agency, right? But they mm -hmm. cover some, a few different issues. Yes, I mean, the, the, um, the New York City uh, Commission on Human Rights, um, uh, they uh, have... Um, uh, uh, some they have a couple of other laws that they um, enforce. You know, the common question uh, that that is asked is, "Can I file in both places?" Um, mm -hmm. And we say, "No, you have to choose one or the other." Uh, but definitely, if you are a New York City resident and you've been discriminated against in New York City, you can absolutely file with the New York State Division of Human Rights, or you can file um, uh, with uh, New York City. If you live in Albany, you can't file in, in New York City. Um, uh, so, um, but the laws are, there, there are some things that are slightly different, uh, but, um, but we work very closely with the New York City Commission uh, of Human Rights. Um, and what's interesting is that it's, um, uh, it, you know, there are, and I came to learn this recently, uh, there are county commissions of human rights across the state. Some of them are uh, paid, some of them uh, by, the, you know, by the county, some of them they're volunteer. Um, and they do amazing work. Um, uh, they don't have as, as, uh, as robust of, a, of an apparatus um, uh, because of the nature of budgets at the local level. Uh, but uh, we recently had our first convening. We were planning on doing a in-person convening um, uh, but we moved it to uh, a Zoom convening, and it was uh, it was very successful. Um, we hadn't I don't think the the Division of Human Rights had done that um, for many 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 years. Pulled together all of these county uh, commissions of human rights, um, and it goes to show you that you know I think this is one of the one of the 
best kept secrets in the United States. I, I recently went, uh, actually last summer, I went to a, um, uh, a national convening of uh, human rights uh, commissions. And I mean, it was incredible. Tennessee, LA, Alabama, uh, all of these civil rights and human rights uh, from the governmental level, uh, investigators, attorneys, judges, uh, and it was fascinating. And you know, when you look at the history of the creation of these governmental entities, I mean, it's, I think, one of the only governmental entities that was created in response to civil unrest that came out of the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Of course, the one in New York State is from 75 years ago, so um, uh, that was really in response to what had happened in Europe uh, and, uh, and, and World War II. Um, okay. So, so I, I just wanted to, you know, ask you a few questions. So you had mentioned earlier that, um, you know, there are people you can bring a claim if you um, are sick with the coronavirus or, or you could be sick with something else. But if an action is taken against you because they believe mm -hmm. that you have coronavirus, that mm -hmm. you can move forward with a complaint, but also that if people are forced to work, um, that they can also file a complaint. Um, who are the exceptions to that? Because, you know, you always hear in the news when, you know, nurses and doctors say they go back to work even if they're sick with the virus. Are they, do they fall with, within this or is that like separate? Is that, is, is that an exception for them? I can't speak to that. Um, okay. uh, uh, so that's, um, uh, you know, we, the cases that we've been, that we've received, um, uh, you know, where people have called and asked questions, we haven't seen that actually. And I can't, I actually can't speak to that. Okay. Okay. And there was a question on the, on our Facebook, um, La Doctora Jacqueline Jimenez Polanco, who mm -hmm. is a good friend of ours and mm -hmm. um, a professor at Bronx Community College. She teaches um, sociology and political science. Um, she asked a question saying, I have read about hospitals mismanagement of Latino and black patients with coronavirus who have died in the hands of ineffective doctors. If you have any comments on that. So um, uh, any- um, uh, And that may not necessarily fall within, would that fall within your purview? Well, hospitals can't engage in discrimination. And so if anyone thinks that they've been discriminated against in the hospital setting, uh, they should, uh, we, we would invite them to uh, call our office um, uh, and file a complaint. Okay, okay. I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's difficult, right? Because there, there is what happens on an individual case basis versus like what we see occurring as a societal issue. Right, like if we're seeing that there's an overwhelming number of Black and Latinos being impacted by this particular disease. I mean, there's just so many factors that go into that, but it's not necessarily something that would fall within the purview of the Human Rights Commission per se. Like that's a bigger political question, right? You know, I think that the other, uh, the other thing that's important to note is that the Division of Human Rights investigates systemic cases or systemic issues of discrimination. Again, it is in the, the majority of them are the employment context, 
um, uh, the, um, the housing context uh, and the public accommodation uh, context. Um, uh, I think, you know, if, uh, if there is a, a, a restaurant that is consistently uh, treating uh, customers of a um, particular, uh, um, from a particular national origin, and it's something that, that it's systemic, then we will absolutely um, uh, investigate that. Uh, but I think that what I encourage everyone is that if you're not sure, and if you're not sure if it falls within the jurisdiction of the New York State Human Rights um, uh, Division of the state, or if you're not sure if it was discrimination, we encourage you to call. Uh, we encourage you to call um, and, uh, and now in, during this period, leave a message uh, because all the messages um, uh, are returned. If, um, uh, if someone doesn't pick up, leave a message with your name and phone number and we will call you back. Um, and because these are, these are issues that are best um, uh, uh, discussed directly uh, with um, uh, our experts at the New York State yes. Division of Human Rights. Yes. Um, and also when we had talked previously, um, you know, before doing this call, uh, this Zoom presentation, um, you did talk a little, we, we had like a slight conversation around issues of age discrimination. Mm -hmm. And you had, you had mentioned how um, New York state law is actually more expansive versus the federal law. So mm -hmm. under federal law, like if you're over the age of 40 and you feel like you've been discriminated against, you could possibly put in, you know, a complaint, whether with your office or with the EEOC, right, with the Equal Employment Opportunity right. Commission. Um, so, but you, but, but you mentioned how New York State in particular is, is a, more expansive, more people could be eligible. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, uh, the age discrimination, um, uh, the level of, in New York State um, uh, can go down as, as low as 18. So if you've been discriminated against because of your um, uh, age, be, let's say because you're in your 20s um, and you're treated differently because you're in your 20s, um, and you're discriminated against as a result, uh, then, um, then uh, you absolutely can file a claim with um, our division, the New York State Division of Human Rights. Um, it can also be for above 40, just like in the EOC. Uh, but it is definitely, it's more expansive in New York State um, uh, than, uh, than at the federal level. Great, great, great. So, you know, I mean, we definitely like dove straight into the, you know, the issues with the New York State uh, Commission of Human Rights. The, is it the Commission of Human Rights? Division, Why am I Division saying? of Human Rights. Commission Division of Human Rights, <laughs> um, Division of Human rights for, for New York State. Um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, like how, how you've been, how you have been managing um, the whole situation with the coronavirus in New York City, um, how it's impacted you, your family, you know, mm -hmm. how has work been, you know, like, is it, I'm imagining it's way more intense now than maybe it was in January or in December, you know, I would like to, you know, I'd like to hear yeah. a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, as you know, I live in Washington Heights and uh, the headquarters of the Division of Human Rights is in the Bronx. And uh, I always take the A train uh, up to the last stop, and then I take the Bronx 12 across, um, and uh, and that's and that's my commute home uh, as well. And uh, and you know as um, you know as more and more information around uh, around the um, 
coronavirus being identified in the United States. Um, uh, and then it was identified in, um, in, in Westchester, New York. Um, you know, it was definitely, you know, top of mind was, uh, was, you know, myself just like everyone else is taking mass transit. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, um, and that, that would go through my mind. Uh, you know, we were all packed in, um, in, in the you know, public transportation, still going to, you know, to and from before the stay at home order. Once the stay at home order came, came down, uh, I'm considered an essential employee. And so we had the essential employees coming in, come in that Monday, uh, cause now we had to put in the plan in place of getting an, an entire agency of 166 people uh, to be able to work uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took some time that took, uh, that, that took, um, uh, you know, working around the clock um, the first week and the second week. And, but then we were able to do it successfully. And so we're able to continue doing investigations. We're able to continue doing settlement conferences. Um, as I think I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, now I only go in about uh, once, uh, once a week um, uh, and most of the staff uh, that's essential. So it's only, a, you know, it's a handful of us um, is going in once a week. We have regional offices around the state. So we have 12 offices around the state and uh, the regional directors, I have to commend them. They're going in um, uh, uh, maybe one or twice, two times a week uh, because they still continue to process these cases. Uh, so myself personally, you know, I have a 13 year old and uh, it's been yeah. very interesting. This is um, uh, this remote learning and, you know, in schools. I mean, I think it's I think for some kids it's great and for others it's harder. And uh, and, you know, um, it's uh, it's it's been very interesting. It, it's been very interesting. Um, yeah. So it's adjusting to that. And so and and uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, working from home for most of the part is uh, it feels like the work, the work, uh, the work is nonstop, but, you know, I mean, that, that's what this is as well. I mean, especially when you're working for government, uh, when you work for right. government, you're, you, you know, you have, you're, you're on call and, yeah. uh, and you have to respond. Uh, you know, one of the amazing things uh, that, that happened uh, a number of weeks ago was um, uh, so many of the agencies and mine included uh, um, sent volunteers uh, to make and return calls um, uh, for the Department of Labor around uh, the unemployment insurance. Um, and that was um, a, a, a sight to see. I mean, people working um, uh, round the clock through Easter weekend, mm-hmm. um, making, you know, calling uh, over half a million people. So back. it really is an all, hand, all hands on all deck hands with, on uh, with pretty much deck. everything and the Department of Labor. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the, I mean, the you kind know, of the cross, the work across the agencies has been, has been remarkable. Yeah, no. And the, and the governor has been exceptional, I think, you know, with how he's been reporting back to, you know, the constituents of New York state and to the nation. I mean, it pretty much everyone was looking towards his press conferences to know what was happening and to know what to do themselves. You know, I think, you know, you know that I'm in Georgia right now Mm -hmm. staying with my, with my parents and, you know, pretty much everyone around me is like, we're watching Cuomo speak and Mm -hmm. following his lead because, you know, it's, it's just interesting down here with these, uh, with the Republican leadership. So, um, but, you know, I also wanted to, you know, mention that and, and just to, to highlight, right, we both, you know, had served as executive director 
of Northern Manhattan Coalition for Immigrant Rights. And then yep. we had invited Alba, who is the new executive director. She's been there, what, like six months, eight months or more? <laughs> no, a year. Uh, no, more, a more year. year. She's been there a year. The and, and um, you know, we had invited her on so yes. she could talk a little bit about what's been happening with the organization and that they've been, uh, you know, doing a lot of work to do outreach in particular to undocumented immigrants. Mm -hmm. They're doing fundraising for the organization and they're doing food drives and other things to help support the community in Northern Manhattan. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I can add that uh, they, uh, you know, have a very strong partnership. I don't know if you know that maybe the, my last my, my last three years there, um, uh, we created a worker center and yes. a robust worker center providing free OSHA training, free negotiations training um, uh, uh, for many, you know, many day laborers and real, real mix, you know, the ratio of uh, men to women, I think uh, was, uh, is, um, uh, you know, 60, 60 to 65% men and the rest are women. So it's very welcoming and inclusive um, uh, space. So they, they have a partnership with Endalon, the National uh, Day Laborers Organization that, you know, mm. right off the bat, Endalon uh, provided a cash grant that was that specifically to be distributed to uh, the members of the worker center um, that uh, hadn't been working. I think they were, you know, each person got 250 or $500. But I mean, that's, you know, that's where community um, uh, steps in uh, when uh, when there aren't other, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, other resources. Um, no, and, uh, and, it, and it's been amazing what's been happening in New York City with the mutual aid, um, yeah. you know, movements that have been happening in like different neighborhoods and different, uh, you know, in the Bronx and Northern Manhattan and Jackson Heights, East Elmhurst, you know, just the level of activation there is to make sure that people are okay, calling people, getting food to them. Um, and so why don't you talk to us a little bit also about up, Uplift New York City, because I know you recently made a contribution to them yep. and assisting them in, in their efforts. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Uplift um, NYC is a local nonprofit. It's a, um, a, a nonprofit that uh, provides um, after school and uh, weekend evening uh, basketball um, uh, uh, for youth. Uh, the idea is um, uh, to teach, you know, to build character through basketball. They also have a tech program and uh, they're a very dynamic um, uh, group. And so, you know, I was receiving a lot of calls from people uh, saying that they're not able to get food. Uh, they're afraid they weren't part of any formal programs. Uh, so they were really afraid of being left out. And, uh, and uh, Domingo, um, uh, who co-founded it, um, uh, Estevez and I started speaking and uh, we just immediately just jumped into action and started put, putting together a food distribution program. Uh, and it happens every Saturday. And what it had you know, occurred to me uh, was that I'm extremely privileged um, uh, working for um, uh, you know, the type of job that I have where I have a steady paycheck every yep. two weeks. Yep. And, uh, and knowing that, you know, we were, you know, able to feed 120 families um, uh, every Saturday and that uh, my one paycheck uh, was going to help um, hundreds of families. Um, and, and it's okay because guess what? I'm getting another paycheck in two weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and while it's a little bit tight, 
it is not at all compared to what these families um, uh, are dealing with. And so the idea behind that was to um, inspire others to do the same. Uh, others who have a steady paycheck, uh, the sacrifice of one paycheck um, uh, is, uh, is one that people can make. And, you know, of course, I understand that that's a difficult thing to, to, to do and to ask, but, you know, even just, um, uh, you know, $100, $500, um, uh, 750 this goes a long, long, long way. Yeah. Um, uh, this, this feeds a lot of families. And, you know, what's really interesting too about this particular project is that, uh, is that um, Uplift NYC had the vision to say, you know what, let's put a book in each of the food care packages. Um, and, uh, and what kind uh, of book did they put in like different kind Domin of books? Huh? Dominic Dominicana by Angie Cruz. Oh, that's so, so nice. So oh, that's so awesome. Oh my God. So where's the, my copy? I think it's downstairs. <laughs> I don't have it upstairs with me. I have my copy here. So the, so the idea <laughs> is the food, the food was chosen with care. Um, uh, so the food itself is, um, connected to people because the idea here is that, um, uh, the, the idea here is that just because you may be suffering or just because you're poor doesn't mean that um, uh, you should not be treated with dignity and with love. And dignity and love comes through food. So instead of just, oh, well, they're poor, so they'll eat anything. No, 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 no. This is actually the moment in which they can actually have, in, in which we can have some joy. So let's eat the food that we like to eat. So That's right. rice, beans, coffee, sugar. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Um, plantain, okay, potatoes. Hi. Hi. Okay, baby. Um, Thank you. Go uh, there. Uh, give me five put, more minutes. We put sobrecitos de adobo. Mom, can I so that when so so like all of these little pieces that have that communicate <laughs> and care, along with this partnership with Word Up, uh, bookstore, which I think you know very oh, well. Oh, yes, yes, so yes. So the partnership was through, through, through them and through Angie Cruz. That's and, wonderful. You know, and, you know, is it so much has happened and I, you know, I totally like that slipped my mind. But yes, I'm a board member of Word Up Bookstore. Oh. And yeah, I've, I've been Me on, too. I've been on the well, board since February. Because they need to raise money. Yes. And so we are doing the campaign Me to too. raise money for the organization, $75,000 to I'm make sure they, and Carmen is helping me too. You know, cause That's Carmen awesome, helps Carmen. with everything. <laughs> we need, we absolutely need your help as well. Yes. You see this, you see this. Yes, I see. So, um, <laughs> just get my own tips? yes, go. But I think, you know, what's really important is that, you know, all of these organizations no. like Northern Manhattan coalition for immigrant rights that still continues to provide free legal services, uh, to the community, in addition to providing, uh, food distribution, in addition to providing cash assistance, uplift NYC, do, pivoting temporarily because they can't yes. have, they're not going to host their, their, do their basketball program. Um, uh, but doing, you know, responding in this way, word up, so many other organizations that are doing it. I just, that, that has to do with the prior civic engagement. And Abs if, absolutely. And, and, and if you and, don't already have the civic engagement established over years, mm -hmm. when the pandemic hits, it's the, it's the organizations that have been engaged in, whether it be direct services or civic engagement, they're the ones that are best positioned uh, to pivot and respond. 
Yes, absolutely. You know, and I also wanted to highlight, for example, Kenya Abreu from the New York oh, yes, Chamber of Commerce, yes. who's been there like since day one, you know, helping Working with all the small businesses, all the small businesses, entrepreneurs applying for all, all those loans and all the programs that have been coming out and really you know, informing the community on what's been happening. I mean, it, it really is amazing, you know, the the infra, the community infrastructure mm-hmm. that we have in New York City because yep. it really is all over New York City. But, you know, Washington Heights, Northern Manhattan is really exceptional, I think, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and kudos also to, to folks in Queens. But, you know, like in terms of like my own particular, you know, connections, it's really been amazing to see everyone just activate and, you know, just even seeing like pictures of like, for example, like Maria Luna out there, you know, Mm -hmm. giving food and getting food out to community members. It really has been, you know, amazing what's Mm -hmm. been going on. Um, but I guess, you know, just to, to wrap it up, because I know you need to rest and get mm-hmm. ready for, for a new, for a new day tomorrow. Day. Yep. Is there anything, you know, that you want to make sure that people are aware of in terms of whether it's, you know, your, your agency on mm-hmm. human rights and making sure that people have access um, to, to, your, to the services that are there? Um, mm-hmm. And also, if you can just comment briefly on you know, I mean, we, I, I feel like, you know, we know this is going to be around for a while mm-hmm. and people are getting ready for the reopening of the state, which will take time, especially mm-hmm. in, in New York City. Other areas may open up qu- more quickly than the city. Um, if you could just comment on that. And I think that it really is going to be interesting, the myriad of issues that we're going to see then, because right, right now everyone is in survival mode and crisis mode and wanting to make sure that people have essentials like food, healthcare, Mm -hmm. and a place to be, right? Whether it's their home or somewhere else, but there will be a lot of other things that come up, right? you know? Um, So if you could just talk a little bit about that. I mean, I think the most important thing is for us to remember that this is a public health crisis, and that we need to follow instructions, and I'll speak, you know, for New York State, you know, follow instructions from New York State government around what we can or can't do, specific also to our region, since New York State is a very large state. So this continues to be a public health crisis. And so let's not let the news confuse us. Let's not let the static that we're hearing, um, uh, especially about what's happening around uh, the country, um, uh, because ultimately, you know, when, when we think that, oh, this only affects a small percentage of people, let's remember that if we're contributing to a spike, it's not only the people that they themselves are going to get sick, but it's the people that work in hospitals. Um, uh, that small percentage change, uh, the impact of it in hospitals is extreme. And, you know, for the workers, for the nurses, for the doctors, for the PAs, for the janitors, for the people who clean out the garbage, for, I mean, you know, it's, it, it and so that's what we have to think about, um, uh, is that, is that uh, the infrastructure is, um, uh, is not built uh, uh, for this level of crisis. And while, you know, we've done, I think, a tremendous job in making sure that infrastructure got expanded uh, for, uh, for those moments, um, uh, you know, as we see the cases go down, let's let's keep doing what we need to do to keep the cases down. 
uh, until we have um, until we have either a cure or or a vaccine. So that's number one. And number two, um, uh, that that you know, in terms of the agency, we're fun- you know we're fully functioning, um, and that we encourage people if they think they've been discriminated against uh, in any of these uh, contexts that I mentioned, please call us and we will walk you through it. Mm-hmm. And people can put in complaints, whether it's um, online, right? They can mm-hmm. file it online. They can file, or they it, can file it over the phone. Or and they can fax it in as well if they, they, can if also they fax have fax in. access for whatever reason. Exactly. That's exactly All right. It. All right great. Yeah. Well, Angela, thank you so much. I'm no, glad that we were able you. to figure this out. I think we, I know. we covered a lot of territory in 30 minutes. Yes. Um, no, thank you so much. And, and, uh, and we were successful at yeah. making it happen. Yes. That's wonderful. And it's so really good to see you. And nice sure to see you, you too. Thank you. And can't wait, can't wait to come, come back. Water. I will. That's what I'm doing. Lots of fruits and vegetables and lots of water. Thank you. Right, thank good. you so much, Raquel. Talk to you All soon. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.